welcome into episode 70 of Without a Mic Podcast. I'm Roger. We've got Brittany here, and we are without Spencer today. Um, oh, we miss you. <laughs> he's on a cruise, so he's not missing us. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's actually so we we actually full disclosure we've been if, well. First of all, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. If you're joining us <laughs> as a repeat listener, welcome anyway. Um, and thanks. This is the show where. Thank you. Yes. Um, like and subscribe. So if you're uh, joining us for the first time or you're a return listener, uh, this is the show where we do all things movies, TV, uh, we make lists, we talk about the stuff that we're passionate about in the entertainment industry. Um, and so we've been kind of trying to figure out what to do with this episode because there's not really any big shows that have finished and we're a few weeks away from the first blockbuster of the year, which will be Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. So we figured we'd kind of take this episode and just talk about some of the stuff we've been watching. So we'll touch a little bit on The Last of Us. We're going to try to keep this pretty much spoiler-free on everything we talk about, and, and we'll let you know if there's a spoiler. Um, but we really just wanted to kind of take a minute, take a step back, and say, like, what have we, we've been watching? What's good? Because I feel like we are kind of at a lull. Would you say that's fair right now? Yeah, it's definitely just, like, I feel like it's catch-up time for a lot of people. Like, they're catching up mm -hmm. on their favorite shows or, like, seeing ones that maybe they haven't... Or, you know, like it's their opportunity to see ones that haven't come out yet. Yeah, I'm mostly just waiting for Ant-Man, Quantumania. I mean, that's yeah. really, we're that's our next, like, you know, review is going to be Ant-Man, Quantumania. So, yeah, it's just a weird time right now. We just had, like, there's other stuff going on. Um, the Grammys were just on, so that was fun. That doesn't have anything really to do with film. But, you know, there's other stuff kind of going on. But it is definitely for for movies and uh TV shows kind of bleh right now. Everybody's waiting, ready for the Super Bowl. Uh, yep. The Last of Us actually got uh, pushed to Friday because it doesn't want to compete with the Super Bowl. So that'll be good. That'll be good to watch it on Friday. I'm I'm pumped. Yeah, we're actually we're pretty stacked this week. So we've got the Super Bowl Sunday, which is going to have a lot of movie trailers dropping. I believe Flash, Ant Man, Quantum Mania. I want to say Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, there will well, be you know, a... it's, it's Rihanna's concert and they're playing football during some of it. Well, I mean, depending on who you ask, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like I feel like there's three groups of people that watch the Super Bowl. There's the sports fans, there's the halftime show fans, and then there's the commercial fans. And some of us are more of those than others. I'm not a big halftime show person, although last year was great. Um, halftime and commercial. I'm not a football person. Okay. Well, as long as you got two out of three, you'll probably enjoy it. But there's yes, the, exactly. There's a lot of the halftime shows really long. They dropped so, last year. I think they dropped the rings of power. Um, and they dropped a house of the dragon trailer. Uh, or there was, there's a couple big trailers that they dropped. They dropped a Wakanda forever trailer. So it, it, it was some big trailers and this is the, the biggest TV event of the year is the super bowl. Like it, it's, absolutely undeniable how huge it is so really excited for that um but yeah uh, last of us is dropping friday um we've got ant-man quantumania coming out next week which will be our review two weeks from now so not next week but the week after we'll be reviewing that but Brittany, what have you been watching like what's what have you been doing to to bide your time while we wait for this uh obviously watching the last of us but what have you been watching otherwise other than that Okay, so yes, The Last of Us I've been absolutely obsessed with. Mm -hmm. And since we're we'll just talking about what we're yeah, since we're just talking about what we're watching, I will say I did watch um Pedro Pascal's SNL. Uh he went on Saturday Night Live. Mario it was Kart. So good. Oh my gosh. I loved the one with the table where the table was moving and he was breaking character like every three seconds. It was so funny. I like love that man. I love him so much. He's so well, oh, I love him. Well, if you haven't seen the Mario Kart spoof trailer from hbo that's great but also the wing pit one was also really really funny um i really enjoyed that with him in it did you see the one where he was like uh an abuela his abuela he was like a grandmother mm -mm. no i didn't that i've was, only seen those two that one was well, funny too yeah i'm gonna send you the one where he was breaking character because i was like oh my gosh i just love this man he's so funny well let's i guess let's just talk about the last of us because that's probably the biggest thing on tv right now um now I think we're, it's the thing that we're most excited about, at least. I think rating-wise, right too, and like, and with what's happening right now in TV and movies, like, I can't think of anything bigger than that at this moment. Um, now, a lot of people, and I've seen the numbers; it's going up 
in millions every week of viewership tuning in. So I think, I think initially people who had played the game or just like have HBO were interested, but it's kind of becoming, well, it is HBO's next great hit. Um, and people are starting to get on board with it and tuning in for it. So what have been your thoughts so far? We'll, we'll try to keep this as spoiler free as possible, but just yeah. in general, the first four episodes, what are kind of your initial reactions so far? Um, I think a lot of people that are like talking about this show, I'll be like, have you seen it or heard of it? And they'll say, well, I know it's a video, like a video game. Yeah. I think that is doing a, not a disservice to them because it's obviously way more than that. But if you think that like, this is a video game, it is not, it has nothing. It's based on that, but it has nothing to do with it. Right. It's not like a video game, like whatever. So it is based off of a video game, but it is its complete story. You know, um, it's been very heartfelt i feel like um it feels a lot longer than it is which i personally love uh the last episode was 45 minutes and i was like pissed i was like what because it's normally like an hour 15 yeah it was the shortest and, episode so far yeah and so i was a little i was a little bummed out about that just how it was like you know kind of the shortest one but uh it's very heartfelt there's so much going on in the episode but it it's doing it like there's so much going on and you, you can't, I don't even know how to explain it. There's so much going on, but you've, you're focused on it. You're focused on everything the same. Does that make sense? Like you have as, you have as much going, like as much as that's going on, you have, you're like invested in all of it. Okay. That's what I want to say. You know, like there's so, there's so many characters and everything and so many different ways it could go, but you're invested in all of it. Um, you know, I wasn't, Oh, I guess I can't say that. Okay, never mind. I can't say that. <laughs> but I'm really loving it. Um, I didn't think Bella Ramsey, she kind of bothered me at first because I didn't know anything about it. So the first episode, I was like, oh, that's going to be the girl that stays. Like, that's going to be the girl. Oh, is that his, his I thought daughter. his daughter. And then, Sarah. you know, but, th but then um, another little girl walks around and I thought, oh, she's going to be the girl. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So it was just, it was a lot. And I, I just didn't expect, and I didn't watch the uh, previews or anything. So I didn't know Bella oh. Ramsey was even in it until, like, I didn't know she was going to be the girl. Uh, she's actually done a lot better job than I would have thought. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just really enjoying it. It's, I'm really invested. It's my Sunday night show. I tell everybody about it, especially episode three, which I know we are going to do a deep dive in one day. Because I yeah. feel like it was one of the best uh, TV episodes I've ever seen, honestly. Sure. And so I I know we're going to talk about that. And we have to be able to talk about it when it's not spoiler-free for us to every, like get into it. But that really changed a lot for me. Like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, wow, I I love this. And it wasn't yeah. even about the story, really. Like, that's not a spoiler. It really wasn't about the main story that's going on. But that's what I'm saying is, like, they give you these little things that you get so invested in. And then they put you back on track almost. It's like, you know, branches off in so many different ways. But like I said, episode three was probably one of the best of television. The best love portrayal I've ever seen on television. Yeah, I think... What's really nice about this for anyone who's played the game and hasn't checked it out or anyone who hasn't played the game and hasn't checked it out for either of those two camps, they've done a great job. And I, full disclosure, I haven't played the game, but I've talked to people who played the game. I've talked to people who played the game and seen it and they, and I've listened to their official podcast. So I'm consuming a lot of content about this show because I, I really like it as well. Um, and there's, there's going to be twists and turns and things that aren't in the game that are there for people to enjoy. So you're not just going, as someone who's played the game, watching it and saying, yeah, this is exactly the game that I played and there's no surprises. But also, if you haven't played the game, it's not like, oh, I'm missing something here. I feel like I'm lost. Um, That's why I said it's just a great show in general. It doesn't yeah. have, it's, for me, because I never played the video game or anything my husband has, it's just a great show to get into. It's not, you know. Right. And I think what, so I was trying to think too, I was like, has HBO had a miss recently on these shows that they release Sunday nights? Because they probably they, not. They release these other shows, right? Like there's, there, you know, we've had House of the Dragon, White Lotus, uh, The Last of Us. We had, we had Game of Euphoria, Thrones before, yeah. Game, Euphoria. Well, I, yeah, I guess I'm thinking like in the last year or so. Like, oh yeah, yeah. 
like when they release a show on Sunday night, you probably should pay attention because it's going to be massive. And so and you already know around here, we trust HBO Max. I, yeah, yeah, we trust HBO Max. We we will watch it. Yeah, and it's going to be it's going to be really good. And and I think that's just a good testament to the the projects that they pick and the passionate people they put behind them. Um, listening to the podcasts and the after the final episode of of each episode, you hear the directors talk about it. You get inside their head and you can you can see the care and the dedication they have to it. One thing that I really like about this show that they've highlighted is that the whole show is just an exploration of the concept of love and how it can be both good and bad, the, the good and the harm it can cause and what love does to people. And so each episode, I like I like watching it through that lens of saying, okay, what's the message about love in this episode? We talked about episode three being like the pure, like undefiled best expression of love but then you also see these other episodes where love makes you can makes you become or or do horrible things and so i really like that exploration i really like exploring gray areas in shows i don't really like good versus evil black and white like drawn lines and sides because that's just not very interesting to me so again like house of the dragon white lotus they explore these gray area topics and things where there's not really a right answer and it's fun to debate team black team green you know all this stuff. And so I think they've done a fantastic job of that. If you've liked other HBO shows, you would probably like this. And if you just are a fan of great stories and great writing, great acting, this has it in spades. And that's what I we think, look for. Did you love the pilot as much as I did? Because I really, really liked the pilot. I felt like I haven't seen... I know I talk about episode three and I, I stand by what I'm saying about episode three, but episode one, it really just draws you in so much. I felt like they did such a great job. And like I said, I, it felt like a two hour movie to me. Yeah. It, I mean, the cold open was one of the best I've ever seen when they have the two epidemiologists at the beginning on the TV oh show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and one thing that was so brilliant about that is that it, we, had, we've all just gone through a pandemic. <laughs> and so what they do is they, they have, for anyone who hasn't seen it, this isn't really a spoiler, but the first scene of the show is there's these two epidemiologists years ago talking on a talk show about pandemics and and viruses and, and fungus. And so... And what um, could be the worst case scenario, basically? Right. And basically what we just went through is brought up as the first big problem. And then the, the epidemiologist who's talking about fungi basically says, yeah, that's that's nothing compared to what could happen. And yeah, so, if this happens, so on and so forth, yeah. Right, and it kind of sets the stage for the show and brings, one, it brings in people who don't know anything about the world, which is us. You know, we come in, we're like, I have no idea what this show's about. And it sets that, that tone, but it also kind of puts it into perspective with experiences that we've had re recently saying, oh, we went through COVID and now this is like saying like, oh yeah, COVID would be nothing compared to this. And then we get to see it play out, so... And it's yeah. kind of nice that they kind of like, because we have all been through the pandemic, obviously, and a lot of people want a break from it. Like, mm -hmm. they're like, you know, we lived it for two years, whatever, or we're still living it, you know? So uh, it's cool that it didn't like focus too much on that too, to turn people off. Like it was just enough to give the information that we needed to relate to it. And then it moved on to something sure. that's bigger. Yeah. Yeah, no, they've done a great job. I did like episode one a lot. I feel like, I feel like four was the first one that felt like it was it's a part one of two, like yeah. this most recent episode. And it's kind of nice yeah. that it's a few days earlier. So it'll be, I would have liked another 25 minutes though. It would have been nice. Well, that's something they've talked about is the fact that in a video game, a player can play forever. You know, they don't have to stop at a point, but when you're telling the story, you can't do, you can't tell the story. Like you told the story in the video game because one, yeah. like, a video game player can just keep playing and you have to create these natural stopping points. And so I did like, I, it felt more cliffhangery for sure. But I, I think, I think again, that it's just a part one of two and they had a full story to tell over two episodes. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's been really good. Um, okay. I've also watched, uh, Oh, poker face on Peacock. I don't know if you've seen that. I've heard of it, I've but heard I've heard of not. it. Now, I want to make sure I'm saying this right, because I do not want to say it wrong. Um, so That's I believe the that with, it's... Uh, the... What's her name? Yeah, Natasha Leone. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I just want to see real quick. So it's from the... Is it from the producers? It's It's by Ryan Johnson, who did... Okay, so uh... it's the creator of... 
Or the... Knives Out. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars Episode 8. Yes. It's horrible. Um, yeah, Looper. Yeah, so he's, like, it's it's from the creators of, of Knives Out, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about this girl, Natasha Leone. She is best known probably for me for her role in Orange is the New Black. That's how I really know her recently. Um, she is like a human lie detector and she can just tell if someone's lying or not. And, uh, the first episode was really, really good. It had a lot of big names in there, which I think is really cool because it's kind of like taking from knives out. Okay. You know, they're just kind of like putting superstars in there. And I don't, I don't know if we'll ever see these guys again. Like, I'm not sure. I've only watched the first episode. I know that she's going to be traveling through towns and then she's going to meet, you know, she's going to run into trouble at every place she goes, okay. basically. So I'm thinking that it's going to be like Knives Out where, like, you know, stars come in and have a little part in it. Um, but so is it's this, Is this it's a show where good. each episode is like a case and then they end it and then it moves on and there's like an overarching bigger story? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that. So, um, but I really like her character in it. I mean, it's just a really cool concept. The first episode, as not a spoiler, she starts out in a casino. So that's kind of like she's seeing, you know, she's a she's a oh, big I deal because yes, like that. Like she can tell when people are lying. Um and then, you know, something happens. So yeah, overall, um, I'm really excited for this show. It's out on Peacock. I I've told you guys Peacock has been stepping up their game. And I really think that people are gonna like this one, especially if when they get the vibe of it, like how I'm getting from Knives Out, it really reminds me of that. I think that people are going to be drawn to it. And Natasha Leone is a really cool badass chick. I mean, she is cool. And I think she's funny. Um, so that one was good. Um, so I've seen this kind of advertised and we don't talk a lot about shows on Peacock all that much. Would you say it's worth, um, I mean, you've seen one episode, so this might be a little subjective, but would you say right. it's worth checking out Peacock to watch this show or do you think it's not really worth it overall? You know what I will say? I will just for this show, like five ninety nine. I'd have to get back to you. I'd say I'd say no as of right now, just as is, of right now. Is this one quick question? Is this released completely or is that a week weekly release? Um, it's a weekly episodes. release. I believe that they put oh. three out. Sometimes Hulu does that too, where they put like two or three out first and then they do it. Mm-hmm. So I believe there's like six episodes out right now. Okay. So it's not and fully they're an out. Hour long. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but another thing about Peacock is I was watching tar and that was only available to me on Peacock. And that's a, that's a Oscar. Heavy that's Oscar, Oscar favorite movie. Exactly. Yeah, like, for a uh, best actress. So yes. Which I watched and it's an absolute snooze fest. Dude, please do not waste your time. That's what I've heard. Um, and I don't I, I I recall Spencer liking loving Kate Blanchett's performance, but the movie being kind of lackluster. And that I, I say this all the time whenever we talk about one of these, but that's kind of a trend we're seeing. Austin Butler, fantastic job as Elvis. Movies kinda eh. Kate Blanchett and Tar, great job. Movie. Kind movies kinda eh. Like these movies that are about this one star that just puts everything into their performance, usually the movie or the the script, uh, you know, isn't as good as their performance. But that's great for you to win an Oscar, um, but it's just not going to make the movie the best movie of the year. So Exactly. It's just like the best part of that movie was watching Kate Blanchett be an actress. That was the best part. Yeah, it's basically a, <laughs> a acting you know? exposition. Yes. She does it, and I was seriously, I'm amazed by how good of an actress she is. I Like, I, it was incredible to watch, but it's really hard when the movie is not good. But engaging, yeah. Yeah. It's very this the whole time. Yeah. Just very plain the whole time. And I would even like a little bit, heart, just a little heartbeat, a little spot where I went, oh, but it, it didn't really do that, so. Well. But yeah, I think Peacock is really doing good. I really do. I think that. I think if they can, I'm just really impressed that it's a, it's a knives out, um, not in the same world, but you know what I mean? Like, like a bubble, like, yeah, like, like, um, American horror story. Like, you know, what's his name? Ryan. Ryan Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when he does shows, you know, you kind of trust the shows that he's doing because it has his name on it. So it's kind of the same thing, but um, I'm going to watch more of it. It really did get me hooked. Like I'm, I'm ready to watch another one. 
Yeah, I'm glad you've seen that because I've seen adverts for it and stuff here and there, but I haven't really delved into it. Um, one thing that I have watched, I've I've mentioned it to you and Spencer. I don't know if you've seen it. It's on Apple TV Plus, as you know. I'm a fan of Apple TV Plus, but it's called Shrinking. Have you seen any of this? Okay. I have seen a TikTok of shrinking, but I always scroll like a scene, but I always scroll past it because I don't want to see a spoiler and then okay. not watch the show. So I don't, I don't know. So this is by the same creators of Ted Lasso, which initially got me excited. Ooh. Um, it's it's uh, starring uh, Jason Segal. Um, that's his name, right? Oh. Yes, Jason yeah. Segal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people probably know him from How I Met Your Mother. Um, but uh, it also stars Harrison Ford, um, who's probably the other big, big name actor in there. Um, and it's really cool. I, I think it's really, really good. Um, jury's still out on if it's as good or better than Ted Lasso. But I mean, Ted Lasso's, you know, uh, peak. But so far, I've really enjoyed it. It's It's got a different tone. Um, basically, it's not really a spoiler because you learn this pretty, pretty briefly. And it's even in the synopsis. But Jason Segal is playing a therapist whose wife passed away and so he's dealing with the grief of that while trying to while be a therapist. a therapist and so what he starts doing is opening up to his patients and that starts helping him which then helps them and so like it, it's kind of one of those wholesome things but it's also got you know great humor and and all these different connections and things going on um that one's on a weekly release schedule there are three episodes out the fourth one will come out this week so is it uh, like a heavy, is it like heavy or is it like a comedy or? It's more what? of a comedy, but it, I, I'd say, so Ted Lasso, it feels like it's a similar, it's a similar style of Ted Lasso. I don't think it's quite as funny, but I think it's, it, it's not quite as high when it comes to comedy, but I think it gets more deep with the like emotional stuff because it's dealing with, with loss, right? Like and in Ted Lasso. I mean, this is a spoiler, but I feel like most people have seen it by now, especially season two. It, it delves into some of these characters, like, you know, different things that they're struggling with. And you start to see that in a more real side, whereas season one of Ted Lasso is a lot more lighthearted and more uplifting. Right. This one has those moments, but but it's more so exploring. It's exploring grief. It's exploring like this this struggle and, and different people are stealing, dealing with different things on the show. But it does a good job of like exploring those things. And so it's not quite as happy-go-lucky as Ted Lasso season one, but it also shouldn't be. But it does, it's not that it doesn't have comedy and humor in it. It does. Um, but I just, Jason Segal does a really good job. Like I, it's one of those shows where you watch it and by the end of the first episode, you're kind of invested in the characters already, like, which is good. Okay. For a show like that, it's it's good. So... So the last thing I watched with Jason Segal is... Yeah, he hasn't little, been in a lot of things. Um, well, he was in something very recently, and I did not like it very much. I got to find out what it is. It was kind of a... There's a movie called Windfall. Um, I think that's what it is. It just what, came out like last yeah, it was year. 20. Yep, that's what it was. Yeah, I yes, didn't watch Windfall. that. Windfall. Yes, I saw it. Not impressed at all. Like, very... I feel like it's the same thing where people are trying to do indie-style movies with big names. And for me, and the big names are not doing a performance, really. Like, there's not a... It's not... Like, they're not giving much. And so, um, yeah, Windfall wasn't great. But I do normally like Jason Segal. Yeah, I think it's it's a more serious role for him in some ways. Like he still has that comedy side, but he's the main character. He's headlining the show. Um, they just do a really good job. So I, they're, they're those thirty minute episodes too. They're not oh, super, yeah. super okay. long. So that's another easy recommend. Um, but I think this will be kind of one of those sleeper shows this year that it can't, comes out early. Like some people might have glossed over it because it's kind of slow for TV right now. But that one could pop up again being like really good and, and looking back and saying, oh, wow, like Shrinking, that was actually a really, really good show um, and might be a sneaky pick for a potentially Emmy uh, Best Comedy Series. Like, wow. I, I don't I don't know yet because the we yeah. haven't finished the year out, but I mean, I could see it being nominated because it is it's in that same vein. So is it remind you of Barry or have you not seen Barry? 
I haven't seen Barry. Um, no, oh, okay. It's a different tone. Like it, it's not like a dark show. Yeah, I think all. I know what tone you're going. Yeah, I think I know what tone you're going to. But it's just weird when they when they teeter on that line of comedy and drama. I feel like it does. I love those shows, but when it comes to nomination wise, I feel like it's like hard because season three Barry I thought should have been a drama, not a comedy. Like it should have been drama, drama nominated, but yeah, it it definitely delves in both, and I think overall it's safe to call it a comedy. Um, it, it definitely falls in that category. So, I, I mean, that's other than The Last of Us, that's really the only other thing that I'm watching regularly that I'm excited about is that. So, so I watched last night. I watched um, a movie called Alice Darling with Anna Kendrick. It's Anna Kendrick's newest. I've heard of this. Yes. Um. Again. No, <laughs> I, I did not like it at all. Now I think I'm also not a huge Anna Kendrick fan just in general. Um, but First of it's all, about, where did you watch it? Where can you, where can people watch this? You can, you can rent it anywhere available. Now you can rent it. On oh, YouTube. so you rented it. I, I did it on Apple. It was $6. So oh, okay. not too bad. So it's not I was going to watch Megan first, but Megan is $15 to rent. So I'm waiting for Megan. <laughs> so you, uh, you got a $6 rental and it was a $6 experience. Oh, yes. I should have waited. <laughs> uh, but the, the main reason I did it is because it said Oscar nominated Anna Kendrick. I thought she got nominated for this role. That's why I watched it. And that is not that is not the case. That's how you know there's room for concern, where it's like, hey, this is an Oscar-nominated actor. Oh, but not for this movie. But and not for like, this what? one. Exactly. I was like, oh, wait, what? No, I will say, it it's it's more of another like I hate to keep saying indie style movie, but that's just what it reminds me of. It's it's very. Well, I pulled it up doesn't... the cast, and I don't recognize hardly anyone except her. But her. So, yeah. 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 Um, so it's not a spoiler, really, but if it is, I really don't care because the movie was not that great. Uh, it is about a girl who is in a relationship with somebody who is, like, mentally abusive, verbally abusive. If there was anything physical, you didn't see it, but you okay. kind of were, like, wondering. Um, and then she's just struggling and she wants to hang out with her friends, but of course he's controlling and doesn't want her to. Uh, she lies to him and says she's going on a work trip and she goes with her friends for the weekend. Uh, he finds out the whole time though. She's, she's doing weirder things that her friends are like, what's, are you okay? Like, you know, what's wrong? What's going on? She's very distant. Um, she's, it's, she's just acting different. Anyway, he finally ends up coming and, he wants to take her home and all of a sudden they become bestest friends and decide to stand together against him. Now, normally I'm all for that, but there was no chemistry or connection between these women at all. Like not, not, I would never believe that they would be friends in that movie, in real life, nothing. So the chemistry and the casting, I just felt was really off. Um, so it's a weird also, movie about Anna Kendrick being weird. Yes. In a yes. nutshell. Now, well, there's very powerful acting because it is such a heavy topic. Like she does a great job of the, you know, when she starts freaking out, when she starts getting really stressed and having anxiety and, you know, kind of sobbing. And um, she does a good job at that. It's just, I think it's hard when you don't show stuff because nothing was really shown. Okay. There was not really abuse shown. Not even like the verbal parts of it. You're just so it's kind implied. of yes. You're just kind of guessing. You're just kind of like you see what she's you know what she's doing to herself, and you're you know your your mind goes to the worst sometimes. But I think that this part did it. This show you can do it normally where you don't have to show things, right? You don't have mm -hmm. to show um, what's going on, and you can still understand it. But in this case, I felt like context would have been a little bit better and I think it would have actually helped viewers be on her side about this instead of almost a little confused I just yeah. think when you're when you're teetering the line of like was he being abusive or was he not you know like we don't we still don't know well yeah that's a good point because you're right you don't have to show it and sometimes not showing it is it's better is 
I'd say a lot of times, if you do it right, you don't have to show things. And we talked mm -hmm. about this with House of the Dragon. Like, there's a lot of things House of the Dragon doesn't show, but that it implies yeah. that Game of Thrones showed. And I think it's better for House of the Dragon is better for it. But there can be times where you're too vague because you're dancing around it too much and you need a little bit more direct approach. Not that you have to show it, but maybe, you know, do a better job of, of giving that context. And so it sounds like because you're lacking that, this movie didn't quite hit as hard because the stakes didn't feel as 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 real as they were and you implying. Weren't, yeah, you weren't satisfied at the end either when they all stood up to him because you were kind of like, okay. Hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? You were kind of like, yeah. good. For, you were like, good for her. But normally you would be like, oh, like relieved. Like, oh, she did it. You'd be a little invested. And I just wasn't. And I actually knew that Spencer watched this. So I texted him and I will read his little. Uh, Let, me Let me guess what he said. Let me guess what he said. So I'm going to guess he said. Uh, I like that Anna Kendrick's doing more different roles because. She's breaking out of her, like, uh, what's that show with the singing and the snapping? The, yeah, the, uh, Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect, yeah. So I'm I'm going to guess he's like, really loved Anna Kendrick's performance. It got her out of her comfort zone from doing things like Pitch Perfect, which is kind of her stereotypical role. Um, but the movie wasn't as wasn't that great. Is that what he said? Spot on. He said, <laughs> I thought it was intriguing. I loved Anna Kendrick, but the story felt abrupt. Some solid moments, but other moments that made me scratch my head. And then later on, he said, I hope she continues working on these grittier projects. Hey, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we don't even need Spencer anymore. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just dial we'll just him pretend. in. Yeah, we'll just, here, I think this is what Spencer's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I liked, but I did like, because me and Spencer see a lot of movies together, kind of ones that are not big blockbusters. Yeah. Which is, and, yeah. And so, uh, when he even is like, yeah, that wasn't great. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, it's not just, it's not just me. Who's like a picky snob sometimes about some of, some of the things, like even he was like, yeah, you know, and he, well, and he looks for like the deep meaning in things, you know, how, you know, how he does. And mm -hmm. so even like, if he can't even get there, nobody's going to. Yeah. I mean, looking at when I looked it up again, this is not that it's everything, but it's something it had like a 5.5 on IMDb. It was like around a five out of 10 movie, which sounds like that's about right. So yeah, I was debating on watching smile or this one, but I was by myself. So I did this one. <laughs> understandable yeah and so um, i think i'm gonna watch smile next though i really am i mean i i think it's a lot of people really liked it and whether they liked it because it was like scary or they liked it because it was different i think that's it's cool to go into something that a lot of people kind of had a hype over well i want to talk about a show that we both seen at least some of it um and it's a show that we were initially kind of intrigued by and then it wasn't quite as good i think as we thought and that is kaleidoscope um, oh, yes. So, and the nice thing about this episode is we can kind of talk about some of these shows that we wouldn't otherwise talk about. Like, I probably will do a review of Shrinking at some point. We will definitely do a review of The Last of Us. Definitely. Um, but, and go in detail for sure when we do it. Right. But, that, like, we may not get to... Um, we tried doing Kaleidoscope, though, but we couldn't for this reason we'll tell you now. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> let me let me preface it by saying Kaleidoscope is a show on Netflix. Um, it stars... Giancarlo Esposito, who's probably the biggest actor you might recognize him as Gus from Breaking Bad. He's also in The Boys. He's in The Mandalorian. Um, so he's a great actor. And that was what initially made me interested. And basically the concept of Kaleidoscope is it's this heist show. And the episodes can be watched in any order. And allegedly it still makes sense. There's connections you can draw based on the order you watch it in. It's supposed to be this kind of innovative concept of basically a TV show or you could randomize the episodes and watch them and still come out at the end, like being satisfied. Um, so full disclosure, I did not watch all the episodes, but I watched a little bit over half of the episodes. Oh, I watched all of them. Brittany watched all of them. So I think this is a good opportunity to kind of do a mini review of Kaleidoscope. Um, so I'll, I'll ask you first, after watching it, um, what was kind of your, your, your overall impression without spoilers? Cause I think some people will be intrigued by this. Um, Without spoilers? Okay. Um, just in general, like, how did you leave okay. the show feeling? So, 
at first, when I first watched it, I watched, I I think it was like purple, blue, and then red. And the reason that I remember it is because we were writing them down because we were going to talk about our different mm-hmm. um, episodes that we started watching first. Now, the first two episodes, I thought, damn, I am I am on the right track. I am doing it the way it's supposed to. Like, I was like, I cracked the code. Everything made so much sense. It was really, really awesome. You were seeing little tiny things tie in in a big way Mm -hmm. from one episode to the next. Like, I'll just say one. There was one where they get a sandwich together after. And um, then you fast forward to the next episode that I watched, which was like eight years later. He is like eating the sandwich by himself. And so it's just yeah. like, you know, it's it was like a moment where it was like, oh, okay, like, I I get it. That stopped after the third episode for me, though. There was no <laughs> more, there was no more connections going on. There was no more, oh, that's from this? No, there was no, there was none of that anymore. It was, okay, um, all right. Like, I genuinely watched it out of order, and that's it. Yeah. It, it is not a show that you – I don't personally think it's a show that you could watch in any order and be satisfied by. I think there is a certain order uh, that I think you'd be more satisfied by to watch it. But uh, – Yeah. The first, say, the first times it was cool. Yeah, like it's not, it was so novel, right? I think that's like – it was like a novelty thing where you're like, oh, this is so cool. And I think there's probably like chunks of episodes you could watch in any order, but like – you should watch like these three in any order and then these three in any order. And then like these four in any order. And that's probably the best way to do it. But I feel like one thing that bothered me is I watched. So I started with some of the prequel episodes. So they have them in like, did you ever watch violent? Like I told you to. Yeah, I did. So I, okay. So I watched, I watched the actual heist episode. So there's one episode that's a heist episode and then everything else is either before it or after it. Some of them are like years before. Some of them are like months or years after. Um, and but it, that episode is kind of the focal point. And so I feel like I feel like the ones that I watched watch that it were, towards the end. I feel like is yeah, that what definitely. You're getting at? Yeah, that that one you want to watch towards the end. But I feel like the prequel episodes were kind of had more of what you're talking about, where it's like connections and stuff. But most of the stuff post heist that I saw was very dissatisfying. Like it, I feel like they had this great idea and right as soon as they got to like executing it, like everything just fell apart and the characters kind of like this big plan that they had just completely dissolved. Um, The acting really started to suffer there. That's where it hurt me. Can we talk about that? Yeah. So acting was bad. It was bad. Like it was really bad. And, like, even Giancarlo Esposito, as good of an actor as he is, and I've seen him at his peak, and he is great. Like, even his acting felt, like, watered down. Bad. Like, I don't think his was horrible. There's but definitely... one part in Violet where I thought it was bad. Like, I was like, uh... It was the part where he's like, where are you strong? Where are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's... Yeah, it's and hard I was to... just like, this is bad because I like him as an actor. Just like oh, yeah. I really like him, and I know he's capable of doing so much. But I was like, this is corny to me. Like it, it yeah. seems that's a good way to put it. Like it felt really corny. Like they were just like the writing. You could tell it was like they kind of that was the weakest part of their script. It was like post heist to resolution. Like they didn't really know how to get there in a good way. And like the setup stuff was great. Like you said, there's these connections you're drawing. And because you're jumping so far in years, like those connections mean more, but it was more condensed after the heist than it was before the heist. And so I feel like it was all kind of a rush and a flurry afterwards. I will say pink is the last episode, which you didn't see. I don't think. I don't think I did. No. Yeah. So pink is the end. Pink is the last episode. Not that you have to watch it that way, but in the last of the story. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. the last of the story. Now, honestly, though, honestly, if I were to see Pink as the second or third episode, I would be so confused out of my mind that it would not ever make sense. I don't even care if you went from, like, Pink to the actual heist. It's not going to make sense to you. That's the thing that it, it went too far on some of the stories where it couldn't ever make a connection. And that's where I was like, 
there are satisfying moments where if you did watch um, Violet, like, la- towards the end, you'd be like, oh, like you did. Because I watched it first and I told you, I was like, you've got to watch it. Because it really does, like, bring it all in. Yeah, it brings it together. That's the that's the middle cinch of the whole story, is that episode. Yes. But, like I'm saying, if you watch Pink first, you're kind of, or even, like, second or third or fourth, you're you're not... It's just, I don't get it. That's the part. I don't, they need to make like certain claims. They should have had, this is how I think they should have done it. I think they should have done three solid episodes. One, I think, I think one should have been Violet still. So I think it should have been Violet as like, so that everybody knows what's going on because the guy in it sometimes isn't the same guy, if that makes sense. It will make mm-hmm. sense to you and I. Yeah. So I think Violet needs to be a hundred percent one. And then I think the heist needs to be where it is. And then I think pink needs to be very last. And I think anything else you could have changed. And I think it would have been, I think it would have been decent, but. So are you saying that there's a, there's a, an order that could potentially make it as good as it can be. So let let me, let me ask this question. If it was in what you think is the best order for it to be understandable. Do you think that makes it worth watching or do you think it still suffers too much from kind of a choppy story and, and wishy-washy acting and corny dialogue? Yeah. It suffers too much. The only thing that saved it, the only thing that saved it and made us watch it is because of how new and inventive the way of watching it is. Yeah, definitely. I think that's it. I think it was, it was, it was an experience for us, which I think is really cool. I'm not against those. It's just, this was just not it. I feel like there needs to be, like I said, I would love if people did solid movies where you or like solid ones where you can't move this one. You have to watch this one first. You have to watch this one third and this one last. And then you could kind of mess around a little bit. I think that would have worked out great for them. I think I honestly do. I think that it would have been cool to let fans make their own choices in it. But I'm telling you, this is just, it, it did not hit the mark. Well, one thing one thing I, I said this on our um, Don't Worry Darling review, but like I'm not going to give you credit for so- attempting something ambitious and not executing on it. And I feel like yeah, this in a lot of ways has a lot of parallels to that for me, where it's like Don't Worry Darling tried to take on this massive concept. And in my opinion, it utterly failed at, at in even... In your opinion. <laughs> yes. I mean, a lot of people's opinion, but... And um, I don't agree with the Don't Worry Darling, but I agree with the Kaleidoscope. They, It well, was number one on Netflix because of the new inventive yeah. way of doing this. It was not number one because of the quality of the exactly, show. Exactly, exactly. And I think, and that's that's basically the point I was trying to make, is like people are watching this because it's different, not because it's great. And yes. I, I've talked to a few people that have started it or, or, or seen it, and I've gotten similar vibes from them as well. Like they're just not not that impressed with it. And initially I was super excited because I saw the trailer and they were like, yeah, we, we wrote the show. It was years in the making, you know, we're, it's going to be watchable in any order. We've got Giancarlo Esposito. And I was like, Oh, like, these are wow. all, these all sound really interesting. And then it just wasn't. So, so I was just looking at the colors. I actually haven't seen orange. So I Uh-oh. didn't even finish all of it. So that shows you that I thought I did and I didn't. So what am I really missing here is what I'm saying. You know, like there, uh, not really missing much. Yeah. It, I mean, if you're going to, again, I'm not going to give you credit for attempting something ambitious if you don't execute on it. Right. Like this, don't, I don't worry, know darling. How this can be executed that way. I really don't like after seeing this, I think what could they do differently? And in my head, there's I a think they can do it. and there's an end. And that's where I get, that's where I'm getting like, well, I think what, I don't want to see the end first and then I don't want to see the beginning third and then be like wait like I don't want to genuinely watch it out of order just to have fun and watch it out of order I want it to make sense right and I think I mean there's a lot of movies that either show you the ending at the beginning like White Lotus season two you see one of the last scenes very first but it does it in a way that sets up everything and has a full circle conclusion and so I think there's nothing wrong with like seeing the ending first without out of context and then yes. the show or the movie fills in the context of the ending. It comes back to it. You have that mental picture, but then it's fulfilling at the end. And so I think this needed more of that. And it was probably too focused on tying every episode together when they should have been trying to make the story cohesive. 
And I think had and they the done that, it was so lame too. It Were was, you... and it was just like, like the one episode that the episode that turned me off to it was the episode immediately after the heist. That's when I totally was like, no, this is not it. Because yeah. they get back and they're just like, no one has any idea what is going on. No one has a plan. <laughs> they're all panicking. They're all pointing guns at each other. And I was like, I could watch this in a budget movie. Like this is just not like this is not great writing. This is not great acting yeah. or great storytelling. And for me, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm not feeling this anymore. And his daughter, by the way, I mean, it's just a lot. Yeah. Like, I was watching, they, I'm like, is that his daughter? But then you never really know until one of the episodes, you know what I mean? It's like, like I'm saying, it's 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 just a different yeah, way like, to... They, they had too many different things that had to connect over... Exactly. Over, like, the scrambling of the episodes, I think, actually hurt them in this case. Like, I And agree. I think... I think if you gave a really great writer and a really great cast this concept and said, make something with it, like Christopher Nolan, if you gave Christopher Nolan this, he could do it. Like I absolutely Oh yeah. Know. And it would be brilliant. I um, agree. It's, it's not just the concept that we're upset about either. It's the corniness. It's the quality of it. We are, it's yeah. not impressive. Yeah. I would say this is, this is a, I'd a say do not watch it, dude. Me. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. good, you know, for me, dog. Well, to be fair, if if this sounds interesting to you, then I would say by all means give it a shot. I would go online though and look up the ideal list and probably do that. Like I would, I would start probably... with Violet though. I really would. That's my number one thing. Don't even end with Pink if you don't want to, but start with Violet. I know. I, I know people think... have posted like the ideal list somewhere, or people have ideas about it. So it, you would probably, even though the concept of watching out of order is like novel, like we said, I would if you want to get the most out of the show, like Brittany said, I would definitely do like a specific order so that it makes as much sense as possible. Because if not, you're going to get lost at the first episode with really bad acting. I did like uh, Juan's uh, acting uh, after the heist though. That was, that was really good acting to me, especially the pink episode was for, really, really good. For Jane, uh, Jane Carlos was yeah. character. Yeah. 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 Jean, uh, yeah. It was, uh, that was great. Uh, at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, and again, overall, he did a great job, which is what we expected, but the supporting cast was just atrocious. And that's really just atrocious. It was, they're in there. They're in there too much for it to. And there's too many accents going on. And I know that that doesn't normally matter, but it's like, these are, it's like you took theater kids and said, go be a bad guy with an Australian accent. And that's what was going on. Go be a spy with an English accent. And that's what was going on. Like it was just, it was very theatrical to me. Yeah, so there it is. Kaleidoscope, not not the best show we've seen this year by a by a mile. Um kind of more <laughs> yeah. uh more fluff than stuff. Um but did you have anything else cuz that's all I had um nope, that I've been watching that's it lately. For me. Yeah, that's it um, for me really. Yeah, I w- again we're we're really enjoying The Last of Us. I'm really enjoying Shrinking. Highly recommend that as well for kind of a lighter but more serious show from the makers of Ted Lasso. Um, and then obviously next, not next week, but the week after, we have Ant Man, Quantum Mania, uh, which and the we Lost have hyped up for how long now? How long have we been saying that this is going to be our make or break? Uh, basically, since the first crappy Marvel <laughs> show of last year, which was everything after Moon Knight um, and all the bad yeah. movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a big moment for Marvel for Disney. I think. I think Guardians of the Galaxy 3 almost stands apart because it feels like a conclusion to that side of... It does like, feel it like a like, conclusion. Yeah, it feels, feels like, like that story's story. closing. Yeah. Like, Quantumania feels like it's opening up everything Beginning. for the big actual story. So if this is bad, which I don't... I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not going to be horrible. I don't know if it'll be as amazing as we hope it will be. I'm a little bit cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I know. I, think, I don't want to get my heart broken again. I don't want to be disappointed again by Marvel. So I just something that I think it's going to be good. I think the post credit scenes are going to be one of the most important because of what we're going into. Multiverse is a huge concept for people to understand. So they need to really, because I get it, right? Like we get it. We watched WandaVision. We watched Loki. We get this multiverse thing. But there, but when you're putting shows in between these big blockbusters, you're missing a lot. Cause a lot of people aren't going to see WandaVision and Loki. Well, and they need to explain th- multiverse in a great way. That's going to get us hooked again. 
Yeah, and they confused everyone with Multiverse of Madness because that was just an atrocious explanation of the multiverse in that movie. It was. It, well, yeah, I'll be, it, no, it wasn't good about the multiverse at all. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was a great was Wanda story, though. It was a great Wanda story. Well, agree to disagree. But I mean, it, but that was the yeah, most atrocious. Incredible. <laughs> but in my opinion, that was the most atrocious failing of that movie was that it was called the multiverse of madness. And you're like, great, we're going in, we're going to experience the multiverse. Yeah. We're going to understand it. And they showed it for we one montage and that was crap. it. Yeah. So now, and then of course you had everything every all at once, which masterfully handled it in one exactly, movie. Exactly, so but it's... it has nothing to do with it. So it's like, dang it. If only people could see that and be like, Hey, this is what we're talking about. It'd be great. Well, we're going to see it again when we watch across the spider verse part one this summer. But I mean, so it can be done well, but it's just that was that was a chance to to kind of ease us into it, and I feel like it was just horrible. But I think with this with this movie, they really have to make the multiverse cohesive for the audience because that's going to be the that's going to be the playing field we have for the next movies and shows and everything coming up. So that's really no, what I'm hoping this they is going right. to be. This is going to be really good. I think what I'm hoping they get right is the villain because we need to have a villain. We haven't had one really. Well, so he... for us to get Kang, I'm mm-hmm. really pumped for. I think that it's going to be like a. I don't think I don't want to compare to how Thanos was or anything, but I want. But I do need something to be like. What are we fighting against? Like because they already already announced they're going to do Avengers Secret War. They're going to do Avengers whatever. So they need this something to be united against, and obviously it's going to be Kang. But I'm really excited to see which way it's going to go. Well, and I think what made Thanos so great, especially in Infinity War, is that he was a relatable, like you could see, you could simp- you could empathize with him, which is, I think what, from what I've seen in the trailers, it seems like there might be some attempts to empathize with him, which if they can pull it off, will make this work. But if he's just another yes. like generic, really strong character, um, then I don't think That's it's going to work. Him. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we're really excited. We got a lot coming up. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Um, again, kind of a just an off week where there's not really anything big happening. We're in the middle of a couple things. Uh, we've seen a couple things that haven't been great, watching a couple things that are great. Um, if there's anything that you guys are watching, movies, TV shows, anything that you're looking forward to, let us know. Uh, we're always looking for great and meaningful content. Um, let us know after uh, you see the Super Bowl, if you're excited about any of the trailers you've seen. We'll be posting we over on concert. our- Oh yeah, that too. Or if you, like, if you like the actual <laughs> football game, if you're a fan of either of the teams. Um, but yeah, let us know. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Without a Mic. We usually post stories, reels over there on upcoming trailers, news. Um, if you like listening to us on podcast platform, we appreciate a rating on that platform. Uh, five stars, preferably, if you enjoy it. Please. Um, and that'll help us reach our goal of uh, becoming Rotten Tomatoes certified by the end of this year. So... Again, we appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week with another episode, and uh, we'll be watching Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania next week as well to give you guys a review on that. So until next time. Okay, bye. bye.